Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and welcome to our first Coffee Talk episode of 2021. I am so excited to bring you this episode today. I have my good friend Jen back on here with us. Jen was on the podcast back in June where she was pregnant and still running her business, gearing up for the birth of her first child. Well, now that baby is here, baby Ellie is here with us, and Jen's had to change some things in her business and figure out how to be a new mom and have a reselling business and be successful at doing both. So I'm so excited to have her here with us. I really hope you find some value in this content that we're bringing you today. So pull up a seat, join us at the table, and let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrifters Villa. This is our first Coffee Talk of 2021, which is exciting. And uh, we brought back our friend, Jen. Hello, Jen. Hi, everyone. How are you? (laughs) So Jen was on the podcast before. Um, I don't remember what episode number that it was, but I will put that in the show notes. I Um, should know that. I have that. I know. I should know it, too. I should have looked looked at that before we started, but I didn't. Um, but I'll definitely put that in the show notes. And uh, so Jen came on last time and talked about inventory management, talked about her app that she's created. But I'll have Jen introduce herself and give a little rundown to you guys in case you're new and don't know who she is. So Jen, take it away. Hi, everyone. And uh, thank you so much for having me back, Daniela. I really appreciate it. Um, my name is Jen, and I am the Savvy Outfitter on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else. <laughs> I uh, um, also on YouTube, too, actually. And uh, that's a new venture for me that I've been doing. We'll get into that. (laughs) Yes. I also, um, you can find me under the Resellers Inventory app or also known as RIA. So I have an inventory management app that's built by resellers for resellers to help you with your business. And, um, you know, I offer a 30-day free trial for anybody who wants to kind of give that a shot. So I'm kind of all over the place. So you can definitely find me. Uh, I've been friends now with Daniela for a couple of years. We actually met through reselling, believe it or not. So that's um, always really exciting. And that's something that I absolutely love about this community that I've made genuine friendships here, um, both virtually and in real life, too. So um, I'm just so happy to be back on here. Thank you, Jen, for coming back on. Um, Also, it's episode 31. I just looked it up. (laughs) Episode Episode 31. (laughs) <laughs> that was a while ago. It was July twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Oh my gosh! Crazy. That's so, so crazy. But yes, yeah, so that's when Jen was on. Um. Anyway, so yes, thank you so much, Jen, for being back on here. Uh. So when Absolutely. Jen was first on the podcast, Jen was pregnant. Yes, <laughs> she was pregnant. She was very pregnant at the I time. I was actually very pregnant. I'm glad that you looked that up because now we yeah. can say that it was a very were, pregnant. You yes. were very far along because Ellie was born in August. August. Yes. Yes. August. So towards the end of August. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. So. It's been a bit. Um, yes. I want this episode to be about being a new mom and yes. being a reseller, whether you're full-time or part-time, because I feel like a lot of our reseller friends in the community are pregnant or mm-hmm. recently had a baby or maybe mm-hmm. had a toddler, and they're trying to find that balance, right? Like, Absolutely. We always try to find balance when you're in the reselling community or as an entrepreneur in general, because Jen is an entrepreneur. She is not just a reseller. She's got other businesses that she does as well. So um, I just think it's very difficult Mm -hmm. when you put a little human in the mix 
And I don't feel like it gets talked about in a way that is constructive, that can help someone take those next steps and maybe realize Mm -hmm. take a couple steps back and it's okay. And I want to have the discussion here um, because I know a lot lot of our listeners are new moms or young moms or not young Mm -hmm. and just have a, you know. Yeah, or thinking about having a baby or pregnant or something. Yeah. And And Jen and I I have had a lot of these conversations because while I don't have a baby right now, it is something that, you know, um, I'm planning for. And, mm-hmm. um, and seeing Jen go through things and, and having that person to talk to about stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's been eye opening to me and what, um, how much of a backseat I'm going to have to take on a lot of things, which is very difficult for me. Right. Absolutely. No, I am very go, go, go type A. <laughs> like Jen and I are very similar. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think that we're very similar in, in that aspect. So that is definitely a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I see Jen struggle certain things, I'm like, oh man, like I need to brace myself for this. Like, I know right. I can do it, but mm-hmm. I think having Absolutely. this conversation is important for everyone that's out there that's either going through it or plans on going through these next mm-hmm. steps, these exciting times, right? When yes. in your life. Um, so Jen, you, so when, before the podcast episode came out, you were already, you knew you were pregnant, right? You already knew things were going to be changing in your business. Mm-hmm. How did you take those steps to get ready for when Ellie was here in August? Yes. No, perfect. Thank you, Danielle. I'm like, you said, I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, I definitely want to preface to everybody that I understand everyone's situation is different. Um, my pregnancy is different compared to other pregnancies. Um, you know, everyone's child is going to be different the way that they sleep or don't sleep or (laughs) however it is. Um, so I always want to preface that. Um, so I'm definitely just going to talk about my personal experience and what I've had. And I really hope that it is helpful for people. Um, I like to think that I come from a very realistic point of view and I try not to sugarcoat things, even though I know that I sound like a beep boppy valley girl who's always very excited. <laughs> Jen does have a mean side. Don't let her fool you. I do. I do. I can't, I can't be mean. I mean, it's the only way that I've been able I? to <laughs> but I like to say it's the only way that I've been able to survive in New England that like dry sarcastic wit you need to have a thick skin to live here for sure <laughs> but um yeah so um you know something I, I want to talk a little bit about how I felt really before everything happened with COVID um because I think with COVID that has really changed a lot of things for me um because I have not had the typical experience of what most pregnant women um, and new moms have gone through. So before uh, COVID, really my plan was just to go as hard as I could for as long as I could. Mm -hmm. And what that means was like getting my business all set up and ready. So sourcing as much as I can, having a huge death pile or money pile, whatever you call it, you know, so that I had backup inventory. you know, going out, getting different things, going to different places, uh, making sure my inventory management was on point, making sure that I had a plan, all this other stuff. And so I was doing that, you know, for the first two months, I was going into Boston. um, And as you know, like that's over an hour for me to drive. Um, We here in New England, you know, our thrift stores, unfortunately, are really spaced out. They're not very close. So when you do go sourcing, it is a day's worth of work. It's not really like something where you're like, I'm just going to go pop in the thrift store for like 10, 15 minutes and then go back home. 
it's like, no girl, it takes you like 10, 15 minutes to get halfway there. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's so funny because I think people, people assume that everything in New England's really close. And while yes, New England is small, it still right. takes time to go to all, because we don't have as many thrift stores as other places. So we travel. Yes, we are very close in proximity with all the states, but we still need to travel to get there. It's right. not like a right. day affair when we, when we want to do a thrift trip, like we plan it. And we try to hit up mm-hmm. as many stores as we can, whatever location that we're going to. So we start at 8 a.m. and we end at 4. Like, it's like a regular work day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's what I would do. So, um, and then, of course, I was a regular bin person. Like, I would go to the bins once a week. And uh, I was going to the bins a lot. I never forget my last trip was with Myrna with the Modern oh, yeah, Bee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, We went there in February. And, you know, that was an all-day thing when I go to the bins, you know. Oh, so she's you wait like, for all the different like rotations. Queen too. So it's yeah. like nonstop. Awesome. Yes. Nonstop. So, so that was definitely my plan. And then everything with COVID just kind of fell apart. Um, I, so to get a little personal here for me, um, for me to get pregnant was actually quite difficult. Um, I'm sure that, um, some people can relate to that. It was not very easy. Um, I am a little older. (laughs) I did fall. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I fell into the, um, the geriatric pregnancy. So am Uh, I at this point. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) So, um, so it was very hard for me to get pregnant and unfortunately, Right when COVID was starting, I ended up having a really big loss in my life. I ended up losing my dog of almost 10 years. And um, whoever, see, I get emotional just thinking about it we because like, Poncho. we love Poncho. Yes. And, and like Daniela knows she has her cats, you know, her babies. And, and that was really hard because I, I lost him really quickly. And um, I got really, really depressed and very emotional about it to the point where I actually ended up having to go on some kind of bed rest because of the stress that I was under. And I had a, um, it's called a partial, partial placenta previa where like at the beginning, my, my placenta was like kind of covering the, um, the opening Mm -hmm. of the birth canal. And so I had to rest. And so I really wasn't allowed to like go out anywhere for a while. I had to stay home, but again, that's when COVID was really bad too. So, um, I wasn't feeling comfortable going out Um, but that's where I lost a lot of time again too, you know, before, uh, all the stores closed, you know, because that was something too, that I'm like, I need to, the stores are going to close. I need to get as much inventory as I can. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that at the time. So I decided to shift and I decided to have, you know, big liquidation sales basically of my inventory. And I just started getting really creative, um, when it came to sourcing inventory, that's where I learned how to source online. That's where I learned how to, um, well, not learn, but I also went through like the real, real, and I recalled all my stuff back, you know, and finding different ways to get inventory, reaching out to people, you know, trying to, to get stuff so that I could sell it and start building that stockpile that I wanted because I started getting nervous that I wasn't getting this stockpile, right. Of inventory. So what I decided to do was that I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm going to just sell what I have and start saving because that is something that I highly, highly recommend for anybody who is looking to um, have a child. Um, You need to give yourself grace. You need to give yourself time. I know in this country, we don't get a lot of maternity leave. (laughs) And that's a, that's a debate for another 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 episode. That's another episode, but everybody does get some sort of leave and you need to give yourself that time. Um, My recovery was at least six weeks after um, giving birth. I had a 
um, a vaginal birth. I didn't have a C-section, um, but I know with women with C-sections, it does take even longer for them to recover. So because of that, I knew that I was going to have to have some downtime. So I saved. So I just went in and I was just selling whatever I could left and right as long as I was making money because I just needed to save, save, save as much as I could. Um, so to preface kind of with my business and how I run my reselling business, um, I've said it before, I'm not a six-figure reseller, you know? I hate that term. <laughs> I know, I hate that I term. I hate it. <laughs> and I don't say hate often, but I hate that. Because I hate yeah. people label things. Like, mm -hmm. I think those who are six-figure resellers, I think that's phenomenal. And I'm not downgrading anything that they've done. I think that's an amazing achievement to have. Um, right. I just... When I think when people hear that and they're newer in the community, they think that everyone can attain that. Like, I feel like there's almost like a false hope that everyone can attain that. Yeah. Yeah. It requires it, a lot of years of experience to attain such a thing, you know? A lot of years and a lot of investment in your time and your money. Yeah. And it's just not somewhere where I am. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are, are like that too, yeah, you know? Absolutely. So for, for me, for my business, what my business has done for the past, you know, five years, and I've been very proud of it is that I've been able to pay for all my business expenses. I've been able to pay both of our car payments with that and all of our utilities. Great. So to me, like that was my contribution and I felt really good about that, you know, and Daniela knows I run my business on a very lean business model. Um, I don't like Way to have... more lean than me, if that's yeah. possible. <laughs> I, I usually like to have between 250 to 300 listings. I don't like to go any more than that. And, um, the way that I've been able to run that is that I've been very particular with the pieces that I, that I bring in. I don't, I'm sure that some of you have may have seen in my YouTube videos. It's not <laughs> shameless plug. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah, <you too. laughs> but, but I'm, um, I'm a huge stickler for cost of goods, yeah. you know? And so that is a big thing for me, um, is that I'm always really careful with what I bring in, but I know I was a lot more lax when I had the bins because I love, I love bread and butter, but I only got my bread and butter from the bins because I was only paying $1.75 per item. Right. So I was okay with getting a lot of, you know, like your, your mall brands or your things that maybe typically bring you in like $15, $20. I was fine with that. That was not a problem. But since the bins are still not even open, you know, that's something where, again, I had to like shift and change my priorities. So um, in going from that, you know, I think a big thing that I recommend for all women is like, make sure that you give yourself that time. I put my closet on vacation. I did everything, you know, even though I taught my husband how, and he knows how to ship things for me. I didn't want to put that on him. You know, I didn't want to put that on my, on my partner because I wanted my partner to also enjoy that time with our child. Um, and you know, he had, he had paternity leave as well. And the last thing I wanted was for his paternity leave to be, you know, shipping right. a bunch of boxes selling business which is yeah defeat the whole purpose of even going in vacation mode right and i remember exactly. we had this discussion where you were like i don't know how long i'm gonna put on vacation mode for i'm only gonna do it for two weeks mm -hmm. i don't really know blah blah and jen was going back and forth with it and i think it was like an internal struggle really for you because um you wanted to come back right away it was because i think that we put as entrepreneurs so much pressure on ourselves right. because this is our thing, you know, and this is what we do. And, 
And um, sometimes like when I don't list or if I don't do this, I feel like I'm failing, you know, oh, yeah. and All the time. that is something. Yeah. And it's something that's really hard. So for me to be like, I shouldn't have to put my, my, my uh, store, you know, on hold and, um, you know, it's like, it's in my house. It's right downstairs in my basement. I can just pack it up. Like I, but like, you do not know what your recovery is going to be like after a baby. Mm-hmm. And being that this was my first child too, I really was in the dark. You know, I, I didn't know what it was going to be like, like I said, a, my recovery and b how my child was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, then you like, people talk about how like, oh, you're going to be so tired and you're going to be this and you're going to be that. And yeah, that's true. You are, you know, um, but at the same time, you don't know how much that really affects you until you're in the situation. Oh yeah. Even you know? like so the motivation mm-hmm. level of even wanting yeah. to do anything related to your business and um, something that I feel like becomes taboo, but we should talk about it more as women is postpartum. You don't know right. what's going to happen. You don't know how your emotions are going to be, how you're going to feel, how you're going to feel mentally. Um, Absolutely. a lot of women suffer from postpartum depression and it's a real thing yeah. and you're mm-hmm. valid in all of your feelings in that. Mm-hmm. And I think like Jen said, it's important to give yourself the time that you need um, and right. give yourself the grace if you, um, you know, if you can, if this is not something that like, you know, if reselling is not your full time, you need to pay your mortgage kind of thing, you know, be able to right. that. And if it is your full time need to pay your mortgage gig, then you need to make sure that you've been able to prep enough, like you had said mm-hmm. before, and have something in savings where if you need to take a month or two off, you'd be able to do so. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing, the number one tip is that you need to save. Once you kind of know you're pregnant, you know, kind of figure out how long do I want to be out for Mm -hmm. and figure out how much money you're going to need to help make that possible. Um, Because like you said, I I think that, yeah, it is something that we don't talk about, you know, mentally a lot of, um, I think most women get what's called baby blues. Uh, and that's absolutely normal. Your body is going through so many changes hormonally. Um, and I think it's something that gets thrown by the wayside all the time because people don't think about that. I think a lot of people think about the physical uh, um, challenges that come postpartum, but that is something too, you know, that you have to um, give yourself time to heal physically, mentally, and then also to enjoy that little baby, you know, and, and, and that's the most important thing, you know, you wanted this child and you have this beautiful child and you, you want that time. And, and how beautiful is that, that reselling, you know, has been able to give that to you so that you can be home with your baby. Um, you know, so give yourself grace, you know, and save is my two biggest I tips. I know. Yeah. I just, in general, because even for me, even though I have a full-time job, I only get X amount of time, right, to take mm-hmm. out. Now, I'm very fortunate that um, working where I work, we are allowed to take out basically a year if we want to. Um, mm-hmm. But you have to come back to full-time status once you hit one year. But the the caveat to all that is you either need to have the time saved, right, in your mm-hmm. time, vacation time, right? We get we have allotted personal time, but that expires at the end of the year. So you need to make sure you have the time saved. Um, we do not, as a state employee, we do not have the um, ability to apply for like unemployment or temporary disability. So we pay for separate insurance for that kind of stuff. So you get money from that. Um, and then whatever else is on you to figure out, because let's say I want to take six months before I come back part-time, because that's an option. You can come back mm-hmm. part-time, do six months out and six months part-time 
well, you need to figure out where you're getting the money from. I'm not getting mm-hmm. it from my employer. So I can't, you know, it, it's a little different for me, but I still need to figure out when, you know, when this all happens, how reselling is mm-hmm. going to fit in to now make up for that money that I'm not going to have. Right. Because I absolutely quote unquote collect like most people can in Rhode Island. So right. where am I going to get the money from? I definitely would love to take the full year if I can. 100% or at least the full six months and then go mm-hmm. back part time like that is and who knows what the world's going to look like when this all happens mm-hmm. it might still be remote I mean I don't you know what I mean right yeah I know everything's so up in the air world I don't know mm-hmm. so exactly there's so many unknowns but even as me as someone who's full-time and does reselling as a side gig I still need to figure out when it happens how I'm going to supplement my income you're right you need to prepare just like you right. would, just like you would if you were going on maternity leave at your job. They would find you who's your, going to be your replacement. You would be training your replacement and you would be telling them, you know, all the right. stuff that you have coming down the pipeline. It's the same thing. Yeah. That's why I always say, you know, you need to treat this reselling business like a real business yeah. always, you know, even if you're a hobby reseller, but if you count on that money, you know, oh, yeah. and, I and count on it. yeah, if you count on that money, and it's not just something where you just, you know, to make a little extra bucks here and there or whatever. It's, if it's money that your family is depending on, you need to figure out um, first with yourself and then with, you know, your partner. Mm-hmm. How is this going to look? How are we going to do this? And that is just the biggest thing that I don't think a lot of people talk about when it comes to, you know, entrepreneurship and owning your own business and particularly with, with reselling. It's yeah. not easy. It's definitely not easy. So let's talk about online sourcing because, so this is mm-hmm. funny. Jen and I have like online sourcing dates yeah. and we'll in bed and we'll send things to each other. Like we'll pick like one hour on a Friday night and we'll just start going through Poshmark, eBay, wherever mm-hmm. we want to source from. And we start sending, you know, each other things. But this really started during COVID. Jen and mm-hmm. I would do this. And I mean, she didn't have a choice at that time because that was the only way of really getting inventory. Um, you know, Absolutely. we had gone to, I think the stores a couple of times, but that was like maybe a month before Ellie was born, you know? Yeah. And, and they were like, open. Still, like Remember they I was were nervous weird? that Jen was out. She was nervous that she was out. Like, yeah. Cause this is when we really didn't know no. um, how it affected pregnant women. Yeah. And, um, like we were kind of in the thick of it. And then also plus the thrift stores sucked at that time. Remember <laughs> <It was so laughs> bad. So bad. they were getting so much stuff and they weren't putting anything out. And like the, they were empty and it was, oh, it was such a disappointment. June, July and August was just a waste of time in the thrift store. And that's where I did most of my online sourcing because I just mm-hmm. wasn't getting anything, which was a blessing in disguise because now online sourcing has become such a pivotal point in my business. And yeah. I've gotten some really great things by doing it. And mm-hmm. so let's talk about that because you became basically a pro at online sourcing. <laughs> you, you, did. you did, you had to, you have a choice. Think everything is about pivot, right? We always yeah. use Danielle and I, Danielle and I always use that word pivot, pivot, yep. pivot. Like you always have to be pivoting your business. And so, um, I had to learn online sourcing. There are of course other things and we'll talk about ways you can get, you know, inventory, like yeah. we talked about pallets or Joe and all that stuff. And we can definitely talk about that afterwards, but, um, you know, I had to learn how to online source. And so that was a really big thing for me. And so a lot of it was that, um, a lot of the information is out there. First of all, there's some really great people that you can follow um, that give stellar advice and stellar tips on how to source. So that would definitely be my recommendation when it comes to if, when you want to start, um, but start with what you know. That's the biggest thing, you know? So like, for example, I know the brand Everlane very, very well. And I know Daniela does as well, because we're both Everlane. 
<laughs> like Everlane fans. And um, I think it's a know, new thing. It must be. I don't know. But also Madewell, for example. Madewell, yeah, right? Everlane are uh, like two big things for us. We're pretty, yeah, we're pretty well versed in that. So I would say start with that or start with a category that you make and then, you know, work with the filters is the biggest thing, you know, and it's going through and finding those really good deals. Bundling is a really big thing too, because obviously the um, shipping, you need to factor that into your cost of goods as well. Mm -hmm. But I don't recommend sourcing bread and butter for on, you know, for online sourcing. I I really don't because- Yeah. And I know that might be like, uh, you know, unless like, again, if you can get free shipping and you can maybe bundle a bunch of stuff, someone's doing a big clear out or they, and you're like, Hey, Mm -hmm. if I bundle all these things together, you know, or there's a reseller who's Mm -hmm. going out of business, right? Like if you can Mm -hmm. buy out their inventory, like there are always exceptions to the rule, but generally our rule of thumb is we're getting items that are going to have a bigger return that we're okay spending that. 15 to 30 dollars if we had to yeah per item exactly per item. yes per exactly item. per item so that it plus yeah. the thing so <laughs> <laughs> plus seven. Mm-hmm. but I think that it's just like everything comes with practice and so I I would suggest like um right before you go to bed is always a really good time because that's 10 normally when people are listing. Um, and that's where I see a lot of people are going in and adding things. Um, it also works, um, in our fate, in our favor here on the East coast. Um, if you do it first thing in the morning too, Mm -hmm. um, because you get all the West coasters who were out, you know, like, you know, Friday night or whatever, they're bored and they're just like listing their closet and you can be one of the first to, you know, get inventory and get stuff. So I think the timing makes a difference. I don't source in the middle of the day. It doesn't really work because there's never anything going on or anything that was going on has been bought already. It's like, it's done. So I would say first thing in the morning, last thing at night. And I highly recommend you go in with a game plan too, or else you can fall down a rabbit hole really, really fast and waste time, waste so much time. So what do I mean by like a game plan? I mean like, okay, I want to go in and I'm going to look at jeans and within jeans, I want to look at these four brands because I know these four brands do really well for me. And so you should do, you know, sorting the way that I do it is I sort by just in. I always sort by Justin because I want to see what's the freshest stuff that's out there. Like who's just listing it for a really awesome price. Um, then another way that, uh, the second way that I'll, um, sort things is by lowest to highest. Sometimes I will, I will do that as well, but you do find a lot of garbage. <laughs> unfortunately. Sometimes when you do lowest to highest, it's just random stuff. Or it's like things that aren't even that brand because people put the hash, like the quote unquote hashtags, even though Poshmark doesn't do hashtags, they'll put in the mm-hmm. random words of things. And it's like, but this isn't the item I'm looking for. So if you're, yeah, please don't do that. Please don't put Everlane yeah. and it's really a pair of like, <sighs> I don't know, faded glory. Yeah. Just don't do that. Yeah. And you're like, for exposure. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to report your ass. I'm sorry. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're wasting my time. I'm reporting you. <laughs> Don't do I'm supporting it. you. I'm sorry. Um, or like, for example, oh my gosh, you guys, if you do lowest to highest on Lululemon, good luck sorting through a million listings no, of Lululemon bags. 
of just like the bags oh, that they I'm give sure. you at the store. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so two things. One is I do by price sometimes. So like I'll do $25, $50. Yeah, that's a good idea. So like mm-hmm. low to high that way. So that gives me a little bit more of a, a range and I can kind of scroll a little bit mm-hmm. easier. It streamlines it for me. The other thing too with sourcing at night, um, our friend Courtney, Courtney on Posh. Yes, Courtney on Posh. She's been using thread up late at night before she goes to bed and she's on the West Coast mm-hmm. and she's finding great things. No one's bidding at that yeah. time. So I have to say, like, Courtney, Courtney is one that I did watch. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, Courtney so is somebody so like, that I, I did stay watch. online till 3 a.m.? to look at all that <laughs> well like, when do? you're pregnant when you're when you're pregnant like yeah you can because you're gonna be you're, <laughs> you're not sleeping because you're not sleeping and it's right. actually um it's actually I uh, I messaged her and I said wow that's a great sourcing tip I'm like get right? knocked up yeah. get good deals <laughs> right yeah, but, I mean she's another reseller who we're you know we're both friends with and she's she's you know she's pivot she's her business Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And she's a great resource too. I definitely yeah. recommend watching her videos as well. Um, I got a lot of really great tips from her. So it's definitely possible. Um, but you just like, like we said, like learn your filters, learn your sourcing, go in with a game plan. Um, maybe also give yourself some, a time limit too. That's a big thing too, because like it, you could be on there for two hours very easily. It gets really fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> it does. Um, And another thing I would suggest too, is like, if you find something in that closet where you're like, wow, this is a really great deal, scroll through the entire closet and just bundle, you know, start bundling things. And as you're shopping, I've had many times where I bundle things and then people send me killer offers, you know, because they're just trying to get rid of it, you know, that kind of thing. So being a good customer too, also goes a long way. Absolutely. (laughs) And I think while you were going through this, it also opened your eyes to how you could change your business and your mm-hmm. business model. And I know it's done the same to me too, because the more you're sourcing online, you're getting more of the buyer experience, no matter what platform it's on. And it just helps you as a seller to really see the buyer's perspective on things. Because yes. I think when we, I think us as resellers get very attached to our items. Guilty happened to me today. And I sent Jen a text message on it. Mm-hmm. Like, Am I being ridiculous? I had the, you know, it was a pair of shoes that Jen and I, you know, were fortunate mm-hmm. enough to get a thrift trip together. And um, I had them priced at $4.95 and I received a $300 offer. And I, I debated it. I, I did. And I even sent mm-hmm. her a message. I didn't counter or anything. And I sent a message asking if she'd meet me at X price. And mm-hmm. I didn't come back for an hour. And then I was like, all right, we'll stop being silly and just accept it. And I did. Um, yeah. We get very attached to our things. That is definitely something that I've learned too. Like I've learned to just let go because in the end, I just like to source. I love the hunt right. and I love to sell right. things. So why am I going to be holding on to things? when I've, it's a perfectly good offer and I've made my money. Um, there's nowhere in any other industry like ours where you get the margins like we do. And I think that we've been incredibly spoiled for many, many years, uh, by getting, you know, seven times our money or five times our money. I know when I first started this business, I ran on a business model of always making five times my money. And, um, that has changed now, you know, and I think a lot of it is because the nature of reselling has changed. You know, the environment has changed and also I've changed too. Um, I like to go outsourcing and that's something, you know, that is a favorite thing of mine to do. And, and I just, I won't go sourcing myself. I'm, I'm really careful about that unless, you know, I've listed all my items and um, I just don't want to keep bringing in more and bringing in more and not bringing, taking things out. 
Right, right. Yeah, I totally feel that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you went through the whole process. You you were pregnant, you sourced online, then Ellie came. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. Then once Ellie was here, how long did you stay out of the game, right? And mm -hmm. how did you feel? Like, how did you feel about your business? How did you feel about going back into it? Um, it August, September, things were still okay, right? In terms of COVID, like mm -hmm. things weren't bad, but we all knew that it was going to start getting bad again. How did you right. handle all that? And then having a newborn and trying to run this business and, you know, trying to maintain some sort of mm -hmm. normalcy like you had before. Right. With a little baby now. Yeah. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah, um, well, it was definitely really hard and it still is hard. Um, so I ended up putting my closet on, um, a break for three weeks. So I took three weeks off. Which where was I just a struggle for you. It was a huge struggle for me. Yeah. Um, you know, at first initially I was thinking two and then I pushed it to three and that was it, you know? So I didn't do anything at all with that. Um, for like social media and all the other stuff that comes with reselling, I took a two month break. Mm -hmm. and um I didn't post anything I would you know hop on every once in a while and maybe comment or like a few things but I never like would post really stories or anything like that um and I did not go sourcing until oh gosh I don't even know to be honest I can't recall my first sourcing trip but I want to say that it, I it was probably three months I was going to say, I feel like it was like December. Yeah, like December, December like, around. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was probably like three months um, that I hadn't gone and walked into a thrift store. So um, it, ha it had taken me a while, you know, yeah. to get back on there. It was really hard because, you know, I'm definitely a type personality. I, you know, like to get things done. I'm very organized. I um, like to have everything, you know, in the way that I'm used to it. I think also as an older mom too, it was really tough for me because I'm so set in my ways. Um, and you become less flexible as you get older. <laughs> like because what you, you like. Yeah. You know, you like what you like because you know what you like. Right. And you know, you create the life that you want. And then this little baby comes along. And I think that the hardest thing for me when it came to motherhood and a baby, I, I here, let me say, I knew it was going to be hard. You know, oh, I'm yeah. the, I'm the last person of all my friends to have a baby. So I've been really lucky and fortunate enough that I've seen what it's like, you know? Um, but obviously from an audience point of view, <laughs> you right. know, never like firsthand, like it's right. not, you may hear what they say and, and help them through different things, but it's different. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. very different. And I'm not a baby person. <laughs> I will say that right here. Which is so funny because Jen is so good with Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really appreciate that. But I was always that type of girl where I just didn't hold newborns. I didn't want the baby to ruin my outfit by spitting up on me. Like I was like, I was such a brat. And like, I think, you know, that's why I also took forever to have a baby because I'm like, I enjoyed my life. You know, this is how I wanted it to be. And and, th- and that's what I did. And I don't regret it at all, you know, yeah. but um, the hardest thing for me was um, my time was no longer my own. Mm-hmm. And that has been the hardest thing for me uh, where you're so used to, I, you know, go out when I want to, I work out when I want to, I do my work at this time. And, um, you know, I go to the bathroom when I want to yeah. <laughs> like simple things right? like that you know, that really isn't the case anymore for me. Or take a me. shower when you want to. Or take a shower, yeah, when I want to, that type of stuff. So that really wasn't the case for me. So so that was something that was really tough for me. Um, and also, I think what's been really hard is the isolation has been very, very hard. You know, that whole saying of it takes a village is absolutely true. And that has been something that's been really, really tough for me. Um, I'm really thankful that I didn't fall into postpartum, but I definitely had um, a few baby blues afterwards. But a lot of it wasn't just because of my baby, because my I love my baby. My baby, honestly, I'm very fortunate. You know, my baby started girl. sleeping through the night at like two weeks. I'm not joking. (laughs) And I know you're probably like some moms are going to want to kill me, (laughs) but she's, she's so good. She's She's so so good. good. She's so good. She's such a good baby, but you know, um, I'm a very social person and I'm very close with my family and they're all on the West coast. So I'm alone here, you know, when it comes to not having them here, my father has, um, you know, an illness that does make him, you know, into put him in the immune compromise category so he has to be very very careful and so it's not like they could travel and like they couldn't be here for the birth of my child you know and so and I know everyone has had really a lot of struggles with COVID when it comes to missing things and missing family so like my mom couldn't come you know and and be with me because she takes care of my dad so it wasn't like she could be here for me for months you know and help me um or my friends couldn't come, you know, know. like, yeah, my friends couldn't come to come help me. Like Daniela even couldn't come or, um, you know, cause the doctor didn't want anybody to come at least not for a while and not having that help was really tough. So I struggled a lot, you know, especially to like seeing people on social media and I know we all do it. We're all guilty, but seeing people go, you know, when the thrift stores would open back up again, going out and getting great stuff or, you know, um, finding really cool things and I couldn't get out there. That was really, really tough for me, especially since I didn't, I wasn't able to do the plan that I wanted to do. I know. And I think I always felt guilty if I would text Jen, like things that I found because I knew that she couldn't go out, especially in the beginning. Um, mm. but I always felt bad because it's like, mm. it, it, cause everyone gets the FOMO, right? Like the fear right. out on something. And, um, you know, once I think, well, when the first time I met Ellie um, was in December, which is crazy, but that's the first time I met Ellie. And and yeah. um, and the only reason that Jen came out was because I, I basically said to her, like, hey, I'm in a thrift store. It's really great right now. If you can come here, cool. If not, I'll just buy it and then I'll, I'll give it to you kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and that's how we made it work. But it was just, you know, mm-hmm. it was tough. It was just yeah. tough because I, I, as a friend, I was in a weird situation where I felt bad even saying anything to you. Like, right. Hey, I found all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. And, you know, and it is. Yeah. No, that is. It's very hard because, like, you, 
you feel like you're like rubbing it in someone's face like guess what which you know not your intention which is right? not your intention at all absolutely not but it was know? a difficult situation even like as someone who who's close to you and I mean basically like a sister relationship mm-hmm. um not being able to be there and not being able to share you yeah, know not being and, able like, to have enjoy that experience of holding mm-hmm. Ellie as a newborn like yeah I didn't have that you know yeah I didn't yeah. have that experience. I haven't held Ellie and I probably won't for quite some time because mm-hmm. this disease is still here and mm-hmm. I can't chance that I go into the office. I can't chance right. exposing right. anything to her or you or anything. You know, it's really difficult. It is. It's very difficult. And I know everybody has their different levels of comfortability and, and that's okay, you know, and, and whatever it is that you feel that you're comfortable with, I, you yeah. know, I, I say you do that, but um, yeah, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now. And uh, you know, so it was, I, I definitely have felt that. So that was really hard, you know, that like missing out, especially as somebody who I never felt like I missed out because I was always like, I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm you always going got the there. Best stuff in the city. Yeah. Like I always got the best stuff in the city. Cause yeah. like I knew what to do. I knew where to go and I pushed myself and I pushed myself. So not being able to do that was really, um, really tough. And I think that a turning point for me really was, um, having an incredibly supportive partner, you know? Um, and if you are a single mom, you know, more power to you, first of all. <laughs> And yeah. second of all, just finding yeah. that person, find, find a person that can help you, you know, um, and even to mentally get through this type of thing too, is going to be really tough because you're not going to be able to go at the pace that you used to be able to go to. Um, and especially now, like I said, with, with COVID, it, it makes it harder. Like I don't have babysitters for Ellie. I personally don't feel comfortable putting her in a daycare. I didn't feel comfortable putting her in a daycare at like three months you know, not when everything, I didn't know what was going to happen. So she's, you know, home with me. And so, um, like I said, the biggest thing has just been to pivot my business. And as she's been getting older, um, you know, my, I'm really lucky. My, my in-laws are going to be watching her now once a week. So, I mean, I'm coming back, you know, and I'm coming back slowly. And the biggest thing is that reselling will always be there you know, your business and everything, you can put that on pause. The time with your child that you have is very, very short. And uh, I, I never understood that whole saying when people say, wow, they grow so fast. I'm like, oh, what do you mean that they grow so fast? They really, really do. You know, Ellie is like sitting now and she's, you know, um, she's not this newborn baby anymore and it's happening so quickly. And so I kind of look at the blessings you know, that COVID has brought where I've just been able to be home with my daughter and spend that time with her. And like I said, recently will always be there. And is it still tough for me um, when I see people in my area finding really cool stuff? Absolutely. I'm like, oh my God. Me too. Yeah. I'm like, I I wanted to get that, but you know what? Good for them. I'm glad that's where they are in their journey, you know, and I want to root for them. And I think that's awesome. And I'm really glad that people are still out there picking up things and, you know, keeping them out of landfills and I'll be back. You know, that's the biggest thing. I will be back. I know that, um, this is, this is all temporary and I have to look at it like, like temporary and a good thing. Not like, Oh my God, this is temporary. Like, you know, it's, it's it's good because I get this time with my daughter and, um, you know, my biggest thing has just been scaling back my business is what I've been doing. And so I know we wanted to talk a little bit about that on some tips on what I can offer. I was just going to say, Mm -hmm. how 
have you now changed your business? Because your business is different in terms of reselling, mm-hmm. but you're also expanding different things. You're doing different things with the app. Like there's lots mm-hmm. of things that you're working on that m- people may not see or they may not know about because it's not directly reflective of the clothes that you're selling online. So yeah, why don't you talk about that so people can understand how you've changed your business model to now reflect your new life with your baby. So the biggest thing that I have um, changed is that I, I'm not focused on having a set number of listings. Um, I don't give myself like, uh, like, okay, today I'm going to list 20 pieces and I'm going to put up a new YouTube video and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that every day. I would find myself disappointed in myself because I would not be able to get through that checklist at all. Yeah. You know? So I think the biggest thing is like, um, setting realistic expectations for yourself is really key. Um, when you have free time. So I've been able to adjust my time where what I do now is I try to go sourcing and thrifting once a week. Um, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. I still rely on online sourcing and online sourcing. I've gotten even pickier now because I need things that are going to bring me, um, at the very least, I would say like, 60 to a hundred dollars per item. Um, so I'm really, really picky with what I get because I've said it before, you know, it takes the same amount of energy and time to list a $10 item as it does a hundred dollar item. Right. Nothing changes. Mm-hmm. So nothing changes. So I have, um, significantly dropped my listings down. Um, like I said, I usually had anywhere between two, 250 to 300. I'm actually more like around like the 120 right now. Oh, wow. So I really am very low at the lowest point. I actually got down to, I want to say it was like 53 listings. It was so crazy. <laughs> like it scared me. That. <laughs> Like newbie level mm-hmm. when you can't like wait to be level 100 listings right like right a big thing when you're first starting out but mm-hmm. as like a seasoned reseller to get down to 50 like I'm down to like I think 475 right now which um I was at, holding at 600 for a while but I've I've mm-hmm. kind of come down a little bit and I'm like oh god like mm-hmm. I can't believe I only have 475 listings now you know yeah it's- little shell shock when you see that yeah it is it definitely is and I will say um my numbers um I am probably doing about half of what I used to be able to do um so you again you have to account for that you know like I am not making as much money as I used to because I can't I can't work as much as I I did I don't have any help right now with Ellie it's just me um because again I like my family's all far away and my in-laws are really great but all of them work you know throughout the week so I do get help on the weekends so what I try to do is like on the weekends I do dedicate at least um at least half a day you know or a good chunk where I basically bulk my work so I I do batch work Mm -hmm. so I will go in and I will photograph as much as I can you know, with it for like an hour or two. And then afterwards I'll, I'll do drafts. Drafts is a big thing for me. That really helps me a lot. So like what I did the other day, um, it was actually yesterday. Um, my mother-in-law took my daughter for about four hours. And from there, I just basically photographed and I drafted about 22 pieces and from those 22 pieces, what I do is that now for the rest of the week, I at least can 
list three new things every single day. And, and that lasts me at least until the next time I go thrifting. Mm -hmm. So that's how I do it. And that's how I've been able to stay consistent and still have consistent sales on Poshmark. Um, and so that has been really helpful because we all know that you have to consistently be listing in order to, you know, get into that algorithm. Another thing I suggest is that you, um, that you invest in a um, cross-posting service too. That is a big thing um, because I do not have the time to do it myself. Mm -hmm. So I will go in again, batch work, usually after the, the baby's asleep. I'll have everything that I that I sent into Poshmark that day, like those three listings. And then I'll go into, you know, my um, cross-posting app and I'll just go in and like, you know, send them, send it to eBay, send it to Mercari, send it to whatever it is. So that's something that I definitely would recommend. Um, so really it's just like batch working is what was really helped for me because I can't go all over the place. Like I can't like photograph here and then, you know, like measure over here and then list here. Like everything has to be done very methodically. And that has what has helped me a lot and um, has helped me still have consistent sales. Do you think you've become more organized in your business because of Ellie? Because you were organized before, but I guess you had more free range of how you wanted to do things. So do you think by having Ellie here now, it's forced you to create almost more of a structured schedule for yourself obviously on the days that you're able to do it yes absolutely I'm definitely more structured because my time is so limited and so I think a lot of times I think about back then when I was just doing this you know when I didn't have a child it, it sometimes a listing would take me like 15 minutes <laughs> you know and I'd be like oh here's the pictures and then let me yeah, go yeah, yeah. get a coffee go do this now it's just like yeah I have to I have to be incredibly structured. So um, something else that Danielle had mentioned is like, um, I've been focusing a lot too on like RIA on my resellers inventory app. Um, and so I spend a lot of time and I dedicate a lot of time to that more now than I did before. Mm -hmm. um, so I try to work on like Instagram stuff or I try to work on tutorial videos for people. Um, any little bugs that we catch in the system, we try to get those fixed and all that kind of stuff and being a lot quicker. Um, when it comes to my um, inventory management app, because I, I truly believe in it. And I, and I know that that is something that um, I don't have to go sourcing for, you know, I don't have to go outside of the home for, so I can focus more time on that. Um, we have some pretty big plans and some pretty big ideas coming down the pipeline is what we're hoping um, can happen in the near future, but just planning. Yes. Organization. I definitely have gotten better at that because I don't have time to waste. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because for me, I've always had to be really structured in my business because this isn't my full-time thing. Like it, it's never been my full-time thing. I mm -hmm. have a full-time job, but I've always had to maintain that structure of, okay, I'll source on, you know, Thursday mm -hmm. or Friday or some things. I generally don't like to go on the weekend or I'll- Yeah, I don't either on my lunch break on like Monday, Wednesday kind of thing. And I know Thursday, Friday after work, I can spend more time and I can do that. And, you know, Saturdays are basically dedicated to me photographing as much as I can in a short mm -hmm. period of time, because I do do things with my family and, you know, I help take care of mm -hmm. my elderly grandmother and stuff. So like, there are things that I have to always, I always have something to do every day, right? Like there's always something that I need mm -hmm. to do. And then I try to think about it. Like if I am this structured now, how am I going to be able to handle it when there is a little baby running around 
mm-hmm. or newborn, right? However you want to look. <laughs> and uh, how, like, how more, how much more structured can I be? Where I think I, I don't think I'll have to be more structured. I think I have to give myself just time to not like just not worry about things the way that I do now, and just let. I, I think so. You know what I, I mean? I think I think a lot of it is learning to let go. Yeah. Not being so hard on yourself too. Um, and when I mean by like, when I'm, I'm structured, yes, I'm structured, but I'm very flexible. I feel like, you, you know, have you have yeah. to be flexible. I think before I'd be like, no, I'm in my groove. I need to get this done. And now it's like, I can't yeah, be like that. I need, yeah, yeah, I need to be flexible and you have to be okay, you know, with being like, okay, I can't go thrifting today. It just is not going to happen, you know, or I can't list today. It's just, you know, baby's having a bad time or I'm really tired too, you know, and and that's a big thing too, or I need to clean, (laughs) clean up this mess or do that kind of stuff. So having that type of flexibility is good. I think having help really is great, whether it's just having a family or friend that you trust to come over to help you to watch the baby for a little bit while you list and get things done. Um, but so much of it is just prep work for me, like thinking ahead, like, like, and that's why I said, like, my biggest thing is just like, if I can get those drafts done, I feel good, you know, and I, and I try to go through the entire batch of whatever I sourced for that week. Um, so that's a big thing too. Another thing that I've, I've done, um, is that, you know, like I said, we love to source and I love to get things and everything is that I've been utilizing a lot of the real, real. And I know Danielle is a big real, real girl too. And, and, um, we love the real, real, um, I source a lot for the real, real as well. And the reason why I do that is because I don't have to do anything other than just sourcing. So it's extra money for me that comes in every single month and I don't have to house the inventory. I don't have to photograph it. I don't have to measure it. I don't have to ask questions about it or anything like that. So as long as your cost of goods is low, the real real is definitely worth it. I know there's a lot of people who have back, like not, not backlash. It's not the right word, but they have opinions. (laughs) Very strong opinions. Very strong opinions. People don't realize that you can send them in brands that everyone can find so like you can send mm-hmm. them in Patagonia you can send in North mm-hmm. Face you can mm-hmm. send in Sorel like if you live in the Midwest or um you know even on the West Coast like especially the northern parts it's very easy for you to find those types of things because yeah. people buy them if you live in Colorado you have a lot of North Face and Patagonia and if your cost of okay. goods is low they're going to take it, you know, like it's very rare. They don't take one of those pieces. Um, exactly. In terms of jeans, they take, I believe they still take current Elliot because I just took a pair of my current Elliot mm. jeans. They take frame, they take rag and bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yep. The other one that they take, they take mother. mother. They take, yeah. Yep. I mean, they take all this kind of different stuff and, it's and not um, just luxury. Like it's not, no, no. And they take tons and tons of revolved brands too they really do yeah um I I I sent them up for love and lemons top and they sold it for 125 dollars all right and I I have one that I was just gonna list maybe I'll just send it in then (laughs) and that's how I do like but that's what also helps me you know I go to the thrift stores and I will purposely get things for the real real and it's nice so now like other than, you know, I don't have 40 things to list. I'll have 20 things to list now. And, you know, and that other 20 just goes straight to the real, real. So again, it's pivoting your business, figuring out ways on how to make things easier for yourself. 
um, because it's just temporary. It's just about, you know, like, I just want to get out there and source. Sourcing for me now, I go, like I said, I try to go once a week and I don't go with my daughter. I know some people do, and that's totally fine. But I don't go, not because I'm worried about her. It's because I want to go and that's my time to go for myself. I don't want to be worried about a blowout diaper or that she's hungry or, you know what I mean? Crying and that I'm stressed and that I'm rushed. That's where I go. It's my happy place, you know, and I go to relax. I spend a couple of hours there. I take my time and it really helps me to reset. And so it's really important to me. So that's what my goal is. My goal is to get all my stuff listed and done so that I can go out and source. And I've got that time for myself. I get myself a nice, you know, drink or something. And I just like enjoy and I go sift through all the racks and go through everything in that store where before I wouldn't do that. And, um, you know, because that's my time. And and it's really, really important for you um, to make time for yourself. Yeah. As a new mom. It just so happens that your time for yourself is helps your business too, but it's just because Mm -hmm. you love the hunt and you just love the whole process of it. I do. I absolutely do. And, and, and and it's hard too, because like, we don't have that many options right now for us to like go out, you know what I mean? And do stuff where like, normally I would say like my mom time or my relaxing time, my own would be like going out to dinner with my friends or like having a drink, you know, a cocktail somewhere with, you know, with my husband or whatever. And all that's not really that possible right now, you know, to do. I know. So, yeah. I know. so those are kind of some things that I've done. Um, but that is all I would, like I said, if, if you, if you're a reseller who like, this is your main job, this is your income, this is your family's different. income. It's definitely a little different. Um, I would highly suggest, like I said, the same thing as saving money making sure that you have enough in savings to give yourself that break and that time. Cause you're going to need it. You're going to want it too. Right. Right. And, um, finding smarter ways to get inventory because you're not, you know, unless you get help and you get somebody, you know, to either watch your child or, you know, maybe you do want to take your child with you, you know, but right. you're going to get tired. The baby's going to get tired, especially at the beginning. All they would do is eat and sleep and eat and sleep. So, um, you're going to want to get some kind of support, some kind of help so that you can go out and source. Mm -hmm. If sourcing is not an option for you. Um, I've seen quite a few really successful mom resellers that are using those Jomar boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, like I know our friend Amanda from North coast does it. Um, Emma from Emma thrifts does it. She's a mom too. I know Leslie does, does it. So there are some really good, um, how do you say it? Like reputable, <laughs> is that the yeah. word reputable, um, resellers that I trust, you know, who get those boxes and they seem to get really good stuff and have good luck with that. So that's yeah. something I would definitely look at getting into. And, um, but mind you that I believe that there are like, I think we talked to Danielle, like, I think that they're like 200, $300 yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere other like ones that. Two out there, like, uh, like one fi- I think I've seen some for one fifty. Yeah. I don't know. There's other mm-hmm. companies too. I mean, I don't know if you can Google all this stuff too. Like if you mm-hmm. type in like Macy's liquidation or Nordstrom liquidation, right. like there'll be all different things that pop up free people liquidation. You could go completely different route 
let's say it's not feasible for you to do clothes anymore for whatever reason, and mm -hmm. um, you don't have the space for it anymore, and you need to look at maybe doing beauty type stuff where it's right. easier to store. There's right. boxes for that stuff too. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but if you just Google liquidation, you're going to get a bunch of different things that come up. Absolutely. Now, not for everyone. So mm -hmm. that might not be something that you want to do. It is a lot of money you have to spend at one time. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I think I get a little like sticker shock when I look at those boxes, but then I'm like, wait, but I went to two thrift stores and spent the exact same amount of money. And I didn't mm -hmm. think mm -hmm. about it, right? Exactly. So it's just, it's all, it's all depends on what you're comfortable with, you know, yeah. but there are definitely options out there for you, whether you're part-time or full-time, you know, um, it's just depending on how, how you want to get your inventory and how much inventory that you want, yeah. you know? Um, so there's definitely, definitely ways on how you can get inventory to keep running your business. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but the biggest thing is, um, you're going to have to also realize too, like you might not be able to make the same dollar amounts that you did at least at the beginning until you right. kind of get your groove, your child, you know, is a little bit more self-sufficient and that type of stuff. Um, because you know, your life has changed and somebody is really dependent on you right now. So, um, it's not going to be exactly how it was before. Do you, or what I should say is, where do you see yourself in like six months with an Ellie who's basically going to be one years old, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have a, a one-year-old baby, which mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. <laughs> almost one-year-old baby, which is absolutely yeah. insane to me because I feel like she was just born yesterday. <laughs> Where do you see your business being? Where do you see like, how do you envision it, I guess, to be? Because even though she's out of the newborn phase and she's one, you know, the, things change, right? Everything about mm -hmm. them starts to change. Where do you see yourself in your business? Um, I'm really hoping that I'm going to have more free time. I'm hoping that things are going to be a little bit better when it comes to COVID because I would like her to go to some kind of childcare because I think it's yeah. really important for her to socialize yeah. um, and have that time. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to, um, kind of get back to where I was, but I think I'm going to go more for like the sourcing smarter, not harder type of direction. I've always really liked that. Um, I would be more open into looking at Jomar boxes and things like that because I'll have more time to invest into it. I don't have the time right now to invest in something like that. So, I mean, I even thought about canceling my, um, my cross posting, you know, subscription for a while there because I was paying, I only pay like 24 dollars, you know, for it, which is not a lot, but I'm like, I'm not bringing enough money, you know, right now, or I need to cut expenses. Right. And so I think once I can invest more time, I'm hoping that I can grow that. I'm hoping that I can, um, have some more subscribers and more people liking the Rhea app so that I can, um, expand it to like Android users and more people and, you know, bring in more reports, more things so that I can, um, also grow that as well. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that that will also be a part of my business plan within the next six months. Mm -hmm. So it's just like kind of trying to get things back to normal. Um, and, you know, the reality is, too, I'm not opposed to, to going back to work, you know, and getting a full-time job again because uh, I used to be a buyer um, and I was a director of retail operations for a few years. And I absolutely love my job. I loved the industry that I'm in. And um, 
hopefully by that time, you know, things will settle down a little bit more, maybe jobs will open up. And that might be something that I might be interested in as well. Um, So there's definitely big changes for me. But I think reselling will always be something that I'll do. I absolutely love doing this. And I love the hunt. And I love, you know, looking for this, but I'm hoping that I can expand in very strategic ways. um, And be able to expand because I have and invest more money into it because I have the time to do it. Yeah. The last thing I, yeah. At the end of the day, I think the biggest takeaway for anyone who's listening is time is something that has positive and negative effects, right? Mm -hmm. So you have now had extra time to spend with your daughter and see things Mm -hmm. that if, you were working full time. And if COVID wasn't a thing, you probably wouldn't have experienced every single thing the way that you have now. Right. No, no. I mean, if, if, if I was working, my kid already would be in daycare. Right. 100%, like, like five days a week, nine, you know, eight to five or whatever. Right. So yeah. The negative I, thing with the time, right. Is you were spending more time on obviously your daughter, which was a very, you know, which is, which mm-hmm. um, but less time on the thing that brought you so much joy before Ellie came and Mm -hmm. maybe suffered a little bit, but finding that balance in yourself to Mm -hmm. be okay with it and absolutely to make, to make it all work and it still be a sustainable functioning business. Right. Exactly. Cause you know, the biggest thing is like, just because I became a mom doesn't mean I lost myself. Right. You know, I'm still me. I still have my own things that I want to do. And it's, you know, I, one of my former bosses kind of uh, put this really into a great perspective. Like, you know, in life, um, you you always want to take care of yourself first. You know, she said, and then your, then your spouse and then your kids. How hard is that that about that? I, I thought it blew my mind when she said that I could not believe that. And, um, now as I've gotten older, it makes total sense because if you don't take care of yourself, then, you know, your family suffers because you can't be there for them and you can't help them out. And then if you have a, if you're not putting your spouse then, you know, ahead of your children and forgetting that relationship, forgetting that love and everything, you know, they see, you know, you could have a toxic relationship and you don't want your children to see that because you want your children to, to find a supportive partner, to find somebody who's going to help them and to, to, um, help them grow and, and, you know, have somebody positive in their life. And then it's about having, you know, and then your children and, and it blows my mind, like I said, (laughs) that saying, Mm -hmm. but it's so true. And so it goes against our cultural ways, Jen. Absolutely. Absolutely. It yes. Against, really so Jen, Jen and I are, are both come from immigrant families. Mm-hmm. So we're first generation. Yes. We're yeah. first generation. Mm-hmm. So I'm first generation Italian American and Jen is first generation Mexican. Latin American. Yes. Mm-hmm. Latin American. And it's just, it's, it's difficult because we were brought up and in a culture where kids come first, everything mm-hmm. else comes second. Absolutely. Second, so when you hear things like that, it's very hard to digest because that's mm-hmm. not how it was for us. No, no, and I know it that mom, mom, like that. no, it's still not like that for a lot of people. And mom guilt is a real thing; mm-hmm. it absolutely is. And um, you just can't forget who you are, and all the dreams and the aspirations that you had before are still there. Maybe it's changed a little bit, you know, but. Um, I know at least for me, it's still there. It's still what I want. Um, you know, but definitely I've slowed down and I, and I'm okay with that. 
you know, I'm, I'm so happy. Like I said, you know, I didn't know if I was ever going to have children. There was the, definitely that possibility that I wasn't going to be able to have my daughter. And I'm so blessed and so thankful that she's here and that I have her. And I'm just so happy that I get to be with her and that she is my main, my main priority right now. Mm -hmm. And everything else can sit on the back burner. And that's, that's okay. You know, as long as you have a plan and you know what that's going to look like and how it's going to work for your family, you're going to be okay. Yeah, I agree. I think this, I think everyone needs to hear that, right? Like no matter Mm -hmm. what's going on in your life, whether it's a newborn baby, a loss of someone in your family, no matter what it is, maybe it's, maybe it's you yourself and you, you know, you just found something out that that's medically taking a toll on your well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, th- things will always be there. You need to focus mm-hmm. on yourself and what's, and what you need to do for you and everything else will fall into place when it falls into place. Exactly. Exactly. And priorities change. Oh yeah. You know, your Every priorities day. change. <laughs> Every single day priorities change. Priorities change, all of that, all of that changes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the biggest thing you can do is just believe, be flexible, give yourself grace. You know, we're so hard on ourselves as women, you know, and, um, and we need to be kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. and not set such high expectations, you know, just do what you can be realistic, you know, with your goals and, and some days are good, some days are bad. And, it just, you know, that's just life. That's just how it is. And, you know, everything is always temporary. Everything will always change. Yep. So, um, you know, and, and get yourself, you know, some great reseller friends and some people who, you know, or mom get friends. Get yourself a little people. tribe. Maybe it's a mom group. Yes. Doesn't have to be resellers. Yes. Could be a mom group. Absolutely. Get yourself a group. Get yourself people that you can talk to who really understand and are going through the same thing that you are. Cause that really does help a lot. And, um, you know, don't do it alone. You know, that's the big thing too. Just don't do it alone. You're, you're not alone and, and don't be jealous of all your friends getting all that good stuff. Cause <laughs> there's always going to be a good tip. Stuff. <laughs> Pro tip. Don't be jelly. <laughs> well, thank you Jen so much for coming on again and having this discussion. It was really great. And I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people, whether they have a newborn baby or not. I just think in general, when any of us are going through anything in life, we just need to realize that having the plans in place and being okay with whatever it is that happens and changing our ways of doing things is okay. Mm -hmm. It's part of life, whether you're an entrepreneur or you have a full-time job working outside the home. This is just things that we need to talk about and be okay with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if anybody's out there right now and they're, you know, going through the same things and, or they're pregnant and they're going to have a baby or they're thinking about having a baby and you have any questions, you know, um, I'm happy to answer any questions for anybody based on what my experiences are. Um, you can absolutely DM me and I'd be happy to help. Yes. And all of Jen's information will be in the show notes. Um, the Rhea app, everything will be in there for you guys. Remember you get one month for free with Rhea. If you're interested in improving your inventory management system, oh, yes. it's always available. Yes. I'd be, I'd be so honored if you guys gave it a shot. Um, I really think it'll help your business and help you streamline things. Like I said, it's a very simple, easy app 
to use. And I, I built it with a reseller's business in mind. And so I really think it can help help you out. And like Daniela said, if you do have any questions, I'm, I'm here on my YouTube channel. I have all of the tutorials on there and I'm making more and more tutorials as I go um, to help you to navigate if you do have any questions, but I'm always happy to help. That she is. She's a good egg, that Jen, from the Savvy Outfitter. So make sure you guys follow Jen. Uh, go give her a little shout out. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And Lori and I will be back next week with the spring and summer 2021 trends, which is really exciting. It's like one of our favorite episodes to do. Hey. All right, everyone. All right, everyone. Bye. Have a great night, great morning, wherever you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever time of day it is. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey the thrifters, it's Daniela, and today we are going to talk about shapeandfoster.com. So Shape and Foster is a lifestyle development app that provides monthly actionable insight from six experts in mental health, financial planning, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and a life coach. It is a one-stop shop for self-improvement. The app provides a proactive and informed approach to improving your mental well-being by enabling practices and habits to be built. Lifestyle development is about enhancing your quality of life by improving awareness, identity, and potential. One community of actionable insight. Learn from six pillars essential to a healthy heart and healthy mind, and in one unique app. Visit www dot shape and foster dot com for your free 14 day trial. Now let's get back to the episode.